0: and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat Any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all! Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. We have another IGTV live that I did about how long does it take to improve your gut health. And then I had some amazing interactions. So we kind of went off on a little bit of some tangents, but all in all, it was really fun. So I wanted to bring it to the podcast and share with you guys just in case you're not on social media, which if you're not, man, big respect. I get it. (laughs) So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Hello beautiful, we're here today talking about gut health again. I had a question, how long does it take to improve gut health? And I thought this was a really important topic to discuss because obviously I bang on a lot about how important your gut health is to improve your fertility and your chances of getting and staying pregnant. So let's dissect this because theres it's not just a a simple answer of like seven days. (laughs) I wish it was, but it's not. So first, your gut is always regenerating. It actually sheds itself like every three to four days. And this is because your stomach acid is so crazy. And it just needs to, you know, revamp itself. Now what's happening a lot with us in this modern day society is that we're literally whacking the shit out of our gut and our gut health through all the different stressors of life, which can be food, it could be your stress, it could be your environmental toxins, um, your past medication that you've been on, like antibiotics, or if you take a lot of over the counter pain medicine for any issue. This can really have a big effect on your gut health, lack of sleep, dehydration, over-exercising, and then obviously your poor quality foods, um, which range from the known takeaway foods drive through towards, you know, your hidden ranted oils like canola oil that seems to be in everything today. So it's really important to know that you can improve your gut health now, how long does this take? Well, to improve your gut health, if you go are really strict and go, let's say on a reset, a gut reset. There's plenty out there. You can Google gut reset. I love my favorite one is from Mary the Paleo Chef. I think her gut reset is amazing, but it's hardcore. It's uh, 7 days of basically having bone broth, eating liver, and having just really nutrient-dense foods, but limiting the foods as well. So it's pretty hardcore, but it can give you a really amazing boost to improving your gut health. Now, you can't just go do this seven-day reset, and it's a magic pill, and it's now the latest craze of what to do to improve your fertility. When you're improving your gut health, most of the time it takes a little bit longer for your body to readjust and heal itself. So it's easy to do the gut because it's already regenerating, um, but other places in your body might take a little bit longer. You have to figure out what your stressors are, what your intolerances are, and keep up that diet and that lifestyle until you reach your ultimate goal. So that looks different for everyone. We can't just say, be on this fertility diet and you'll get pregnant in three months. It doesn't work that way. You really need to find your food stressors, uh, ways to deal with the stress of your life and infertility and really dramatically reducing your toxic load that you have control over. It's a lot to take on. And I really just suggest, you know, starting in one space, like food or like mindset or the toxins, you know, trying to take it on all at once is overwhelming. And then your stress goes up and your gut health goes down. So in regards of how long it takes to heal, you can actually heal it pretty quickly, but you have to maintain it To reach your ultimate goal, we all know that it takes around three months for an egg to develop and mature. So, during that three months, you want to be kind of closer to maintaining that healing level. You don't necessarily want to be healing and detoxing during this time. So, taking time to maybe do a seven day reset figure out all your inflammatory foods, and then maintaining that for a few months. Now, some people don't necessarily need to go really long time because their fertility issue maybe is just on the surface, and they're just having a little bit um, of issues. And that's why you see people maybe just go gluten free, and then they got pregnant where other people really have some deep issues, and they just need a lot more time to heal the body. And that's probably the missing piece for people is that they say, I've done the diet, I've done this, I've done that, but actually haven't given it the necessary time for their body to reconnect with the other areas. It's not a magic bullet healing your gut. It is it's a long term game. But in saying that, you can do it quite quickly. So it just really depends on how deep your issue is that your unhealthy gut was causing. You know, for me, for example, I changed up my diet, I had one of the cleanest diets you could possibly have. And even though things were getting better, my gut still wasn't healing because I was Having foods that I was highly intolerant to, like tomatoes and paprika, that are deemed healthy and are very healthy, but for me they just weren't. So my gut still wasn't, even though it was probably healing, it still wasn't able to reach where it needed to be because I still had high natural killer cells even a year after being on the paleo diet. So it's it's important to know that you can do a seven day reset, you know, get diet thing, (laughs) whatever that looks like for you. But the long term is really finding your food intolerances, really reducing your stress load, however that looks, and then your gut can really truly heal. And for many of us, we are going to find that this is going to be a life changing event, because maybe our issue is so deep rooted that we can manage it with diet and lifestyle and reverse the symptoms, but we can never get rid of it. So the endometriosis is a really good example. PCOS is a really good example. Um, For me, um, I'm still unable to have many nightshades just because of the damage that I did (laughs) over the years, not knowing it, not realizing some of the normal or common symptoms that I was having through my youth and in my 20s was doing like a lot of damage to my gut, elevating my high natural killer cells and not allowing me to get pregnant at all, (laughs) like not even once for like six years. A lot of people with reoccurring miscarriages, this can be a really big warning sign that your gut health is not good enough and that needs some TLC um, and that your antibodies are just really high. and. You know, when it comes down to the gut, you just have to remember that's your hub. When you put something in your mouth, your gut has to deal with it. So when we're thinking about supplements, you know, to improve our egg quality, where do we put it, we put it in our gut. And then therefore, if our gut isn't healthy, it won't send those nutrients, it won't send that stuff out to the correct areas. So just have a think about that. And it's not about being like OCD of like every single bite you eat, is this gonna like mess with my gut, it's really just taking the time to find your intolerances. And then once you know that you have the power and you can decide whether or not you want to do that. I saw a question about seed cycling pop up and so I'll just answer that really quickly. Seed cycling can be amazing. Um, I personally never did it. And when you have an autoimmune issue, a lot of nuts and seeds are off the table for you. So I would say once again, figure out if you are intolerant to nuts and seeds first, and then if you want to commit to seed cycling, that's something that is supportive, just like um, supplements, just like reflexology, acupuncture, you know, we all have to figure out what our supportive thing is, you know, we need to stop looking at what other people are doing, and really hone in on what kind of support we want to have. It's so hard to quit gluten, dairy, and sugar and soy. <laughs> yes, it's really hard. And I have postpartum depression. Oh, I'm really, really sorry about that. It's crippling. And because you're probably not getting the necessary sleep as well. Okay, so pick one, pick one simple thing that not simple, just one of those foods to quit. That's what I always recommend in the fertility food program. Those are four of the top five food intolerances for most people. The fifth one is corn. And I always say you need to start where you are. There's no point of saying I'm going to eliminate those five because let's face it, that's like 90% of most people's diet. And then fail two weeks later and beat ourselves up and just say, it doesn't work. It can't, I can't do it. All those things. So just start where you are. What is, what do you think is the easiest one that you're going to be able to, to stop and do that and just keep doing it and keep doing it, and keep doing it. And then when you're ready, you can actually reintroduce it and see if you do actually have an intolerance to it because we're not demonizing food. We're just trying to figure out our food intolerances. So if you're not intolerant to soy, (laughs) not that I'm saying you should go out and eat a low because you shouldn't, but you can have it in your life. And the same with dairy, the same with gluten, the same with sugar. I would say most people are intolerant to sugar because there's just too much of it in our life. And that goes with the fructose as well. So just start with one reintroduce it, try another one the next few weeks It is a slow process. um, But it's worth doing. When you fail, because you're most likely going to just don't beat yourself up. I know with me, I do a lot of mental work, especially my, my thing is alcohol. And not that I'm like an alcoholic, but I like a nice drink. I just keep telling myself that I'm not going to drink tomorrow, I'm not going to drink tomorrow. And you're just going to finally convince your subconscious forever for whatever reason you're holding on to those things and finding it hard to give up eventually you're gonna train your your subconscious to be like no i don't need that in my life i'm not attached to that And then there is a physical aspect of that too, where your hormones are off and those are your cravings because your hormones are imbalanced. So there is a bit of struggle with that. It's not necessarily all willpower and mental, but you just have to keep going. Just keep picking yourself up every single day and know that it's a form of self-love. So when you know that you're giving your body the nutrients it needs, and staying away, you know, let's say 90 to 95 percent from the food you know are are not serving your highest purpose. And your highest purpose could literally just be not being depressed, getting pregnant, dropping the weight. You know, it doesn't have to be this huge, huge thing that a lot of the time society puts on us. It could just be getting through the day. So just keep that in mind. If you don't have an autoimmune issue, you still need to look into your food intolerances. So the top five isn't really about autoimmune issues. When you are talking about autoimmune issues, you're now getting into things like nightshade, nuts and seeds, eggs, I'm sure there's other things, but (laughs) there's a whole list. And that's why in the fertility food program, I break this down. So there is a whole just the five top um, food intolerances. And if you've already done that, or if it hasn't worked for you, or you know, you have an autoimmune issue, and you want to move into the autoimmune paleo, there's a whole list of what's on the table, what's off the table, because it's really important for people to realize that there is a lot of food out there that is so amazing that we're probably not eating. I know that was the case for me. I didn't have a very varied diet. (laughs) We get stuck in our comfort zones and we want to be in and out of the grocery store really quick. So that's really important to know that there's actually a lot of foods out there that you're not eating that you probably should be eating and it will help with your nutrition, your, your mental health, your hormone health, your gut health what motivated you to finally cut these foods? Six years of infertility is the honest answer. So we had three years unexplained. We did a round of IVF and it was a fucking shambles. Like it was, we didn't get any good embryos, nothing. And we basically were told that there was nothing we can do to improve our situation. Just try IVF again. And a friend of ours, just said, change your diet. And we were like, there's nothing wrong with our diet. Like we're fit, we're healthy. We've checked out on all the bloods, you know, I'm ovulating, he's got fine sperm and he was on his own path. And he, he actually offered to pay for us to see a functional medicine practitioner. Cause we had to pay out of pocket for IVF and we didn't take his money, but we took his advice. And I think that was a motivation. I was willing to do anything. And then I was paying someone a lot of money to tell me how to improve my situation. So I just listened. You know, I talk about that in the fertility food program. It's reasonably priced. So it's maybe not that much money to keep you motivated. So I suggest you go lay down a bet. Go get $200, $500 out of your bank account give to someone who you trust and know will give it back to you, but you're not going to get it back unless you stick to your goals and you map out your goals. You know, it's not this like strict, but you have to commit to that. It was just a lot of infertility for me. I was just done with it and ready to do whatever. And when I started seeing results in my body, other places, I was like, okay, there's something to this. And then still didn't get pregnant though. And then we did another round of IVF and we got better embryos, put the best one in, and I still didn't make it to day 28. And that was just devastating. And that's when we went deeper. That's when we demanded the immune testing. And I found out that I had the high natural killer cells, even though we were told that we weren't candidates for that because I wasn't having reoccurring miscarriages. And because I was already on my diet and lifestyle (laughs) kick, I was already on the train. I stumbled upon paleo mom, Sarah, and her autoimmune protocol, not hers, but like, you know, her blog, And then talking to my functional medicine practitioner, he was like, well, maybe you should try it. And that was my missing piece. I found my food intolerances and that's all I had to do. It's hard. I'm not saying it's simple, but and that's why I'm doing this, because I want you guys to get there a lot quicker. I mean, that it took me six years to have my first kid, and that was even through medical assistance, And once I figured it all out and just kept up my healthy gut regime, I got pregnant naturally after eight years of infertility. So it is possible for most. It's sometimes a very complicated path. And that's why doing it with someone who has been through it and done it um, makes it a lot easier. Any food recommendations to have on transfer day? No, I believe it's written in the stars what's going to happen on transfer day. I believe, this is my personal thoughts, nothing wrong or right you can do. Now, I hate the fact that the French fries is a thing that we do to help because of the salt or I don't know, whatever BS that is, but I don't think it harms your chances either. I just don't think it's a very healthy thing to do when you're spending thousands of dollars on treatment. The best thing you can do for yourself on transfer day is your mental health and just keep yourself grounded and just believe in the fact that you are pregnant right now you have you have the proof right when you go in on transfer day you know that there is a baby there and you don't know the outcome but you know that you're pregnant and all you can do you're not going to jinx yourself by protecting yourself saying that oh, it doesn't matter if it doesn't work or all that. You know, you really want to project out to the universe what you want. But I truly believe it's written in the stars. So there's nothing more you can physically do to improve your chances.